Welcome back after a one week mini hiatus, which was unplanned, actually. Uh, the squad, well, actually, not the squad, Kitch and I are back this week. Deno uh, taking sick day today uh, due to his lack of uh, voice box. So he is not on this week's pod, but uh, with Kitch, the two of us, it, this, we call this the No Agenda uh, pod. Uh, podcast because usually we have an agenda but this one sort of ad-libbed it but we covered a lot of territory raps nba finals tennis a lot of tennis talk uh just how because it is incredible what's happening in the world of tennis with those three guys uh a little bit of gambling some uh, open uh forecast predictions uh some aob we talked about the hind wedding uh, so yeah it's a full uh full pod 50 minutes uh and you're out of here so uh thanks for coming back uh and i hope you enjoy it Kitch, hello. To know me. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. He's got he's got laryngitis, so he will. Uh, so he, I don't know if he did say hello or not, but he will not be joining us for the rest of the pod because he can't speak apparently. So uh, Kitch, apparently, that's important for a pod actually to have your voice. To not have it. Yeah. You know what? If there's one, I, I don't. I think Deno could have pulled it off. I think it would have been fine. <laughs> I think it would totally fine for us. We really only need him for that intro. It's the only part that I really like of his is when he does the intro. And it's uh, not and it's not it's not due to illness, it's not due to COVID, it's not due to something he's he's brought down. No. It, it is it is due to him being away in a boys' golf weekend and uh just screaming a little too loud over the course of the weekend. And, and uh, this is not the first time he's lost his voice, and this will not be the last time he loses his voice in this uh, in this well, you know what? So you say, but if if it were up to me, if he was in my house, I would definitely have him locked away for at least 14 days to make sure. It's not COVID. That's what I would, well, I would definitely. Well, uh, he, he is. So you got to hear that. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. I don't know who's running that household, but that is smart for sure. Uh, all right, kids, listen, this is, um, uh, as I alluded to in the intro, this is the no agenda pod. Uh, I know people are probably wondering what happened to us last week. We weren't there. Uh, you know what? College, college life is tough. Uh, lots happening here, and uh, I know you're obviously busy back in the swing of things, playing golf three times a week. Uh, you're tennising. Uh, you're getting ready to come to the cottage. So yeah, we just, we had to take a one week hiatus. Uh, soon to be followed up by probably two more pods. Uh, this week, next week, maybe one after the finals goes, and then we're going to go on a little uh, summer hiatus, uh, getting ready to come back for the um, the NBA and NFL seasons. So uh, there's only a couple left here in the can. Um, and this one is, like I said, it's our no agenda one. So we're, but, but that said, we'll follow a very similar path. Uh, raps talk. I don't think there is any. I did a little bit of research just to see what's out there uh, around any trades or anything like that. The the only thing still sort of floating uh, that I can see that may have some likes is this whole Siakam Golden State. Can they do a deal? Package it uh, with picks and whatnot. So uh, I don't know if that's gonna actually come to fruition. There is a little bit of Freddie chatter. Uh, this Freddie to Chicago thing I read a little bit about today, but again, I think that's, that's all sort of room. So I think Good it's Lord. pretty, I know, I think it's pretty quiet. Well, in Raptor land, but that Freddie one was sort of like, well, the Raptors have two options, right? Uh, it was, can they, can they find a way to become a meaningful sort of team that can, that can compete with the Milwaukee's and the, and uh, the Nets or, you know, are they just really going to blow this thing up and, and potentially lose Siakam, Freddie, and just sort of start all over? So neither one of those uh, options. Siakam, Freddie, and Lowry. 
I'll go on one. I'll go on one swoop. I'd be like, I might make for a long season. I might want to, uh, I want to share my ticket costs along the way ahead of time for that one. Well, you know, listen, I can only be in certain places for so long. So I'd be happy to share those costs with you. Um, uh, yeah, but you know, if you think about it, I, I agree. But I mean, right now, do you think about it, are, are Freddie and Siakam going to be the cornerstones uh, of, a, of a championship team? And I don't think so. They're pieces. Right? They're, pieces, They're pieces, but I, 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 you need a bit of a general though. I, I, I like Freddie. I think Freddie's got a good basketball IQ. I think he's, he can lead the team. So I, 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 I need, I think we need him to build around. So I, I'd be digging my heels in on the Freddie camp uh, for sure. But Siakam, yeah, my door is swinging wide open for that one. Uh, you you say that about Freddie. So I agree with the basketball IQ. I think his basketball IQ is like off the chair. Like he'd be in the upper, upper echelon of basketball IQ guys when you, when you see and running a team. However, as I've talked about this before with Freddie, and I love Freddie. Freddie's our favorite player in the house. Uh, this would be devastating. If Freddie wasn't, uh, on the Raptors. Uh, but he shoots 36% from three, which is below average. Uh, and he shoots a lot of them. On, on, he took nine attempts. He averaged nine attempts a game last year and wow. shot 36%. So that's pretty low. Uh, can't finish at the hoop consistently. And, you know, he doesn't really beat too many people off the dribble. So, again, I love Freddie. I think he's a piece. But I think he is, you know, a secondary piece at best. You know, we're paying top dollar for him now. And if he's got, you know, it's one of those things. How high is his trade value? I mean, it's, it's probably never higher than it is right now. He had a great, you know, uh, a relatively good season numbers wise. I think he's well thought of around the league. This way, I'm just saying, it, I'm not saying I, I think it's the right move. And I really don't want to go through a full on 20 and 62 rebuild. Uh, <laughs> but it might, you know what? It might be in our future. Really well, might. if Freddie goes, if Freddie does go, then we are definitely, definitely drafting Suggs in the draft. And we are, that is the guy who was our future point guard who, who has not played one NBA game, but we are, we are banking on that. I think if, if we move Freddie on. Well, I, I think Suggs is a foregone conclusion because everything you hear about green is that he is, he is the guy with the most upside Cunningham's gone. Right. And then there's the three guys, Mobley green and, and Suggs. Uh, and it sounds like green's definitely going two or three. And so Suggs it's, we're, we're getting Suggs. So Lowry's gone. Suggs is in. What does that mean? Day one. Probably not much, but I, you know, you might be given half a year to figure out if Suggs is the real deal, uh, and then you're you're going from there. But yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Oh. Oh, so there, so there's Raptor. There's Raptor. Talk. Nothing happens. It's, it's quiet in Raptor Land. No, quiet no, Raptor no news. Land. Nothing. No, nothing. I know. Very good. Well, no Masai. Masai still. Masai watch is still on. Yeah, the longer that drags, the longer that drags on, the uh, the. Uh, the more uncertain I am with his future in, in Toronto land. So yeah, if, if he was really wanting to stay, he would come up. So I'm staying. They've locked me in the scrape, but the fact that this is dragon doesn't leave me with a warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, no, I agree. But, and I think it, it comes to a head before by the draft, right? They, they have to, he can't be calling the shots in the draft uh, without a contract. So yeah. I, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see something here in the next couple of weeks. Well, when's the draft, isn't it? 28th uh, right after i think it's the week after the finals is over right yeah so it's yeah, uh, so i think it's scheduled for july 28th i think it's thursday yeah. the 28th oh yeah, we'll so be having, having, having a cocktail at the at the, at your place in that watching the draft well no we won't because in the 28th isn't that one's less than uh no i think it's a thursday it's it's a down day i think it's the wine down day well, the maybe it's the 29th or whatever yeah listen i'm already i'm already managing kitchen expectations in my house right now I'm, i can't commit to the 28 just yet you and i <laughs> watching the draft together i cannot commit to that just yet <laughs> um all right let's move on to the uh the nba finals which to this point i would say has been one of the least entertaining 
uh, NBA finals that I can I can remember. Uh, I, I dare, even though I'm even though I'm financially invested in the Bucks, I'm borderline not even interested. I know it's terrible for running a, a basketball podcast, uh, but it's yeah, like the games I just don't find compelling. Um, I and what I've really realized is that I hate watching Milwaukee basketball. Like I just don't enjoy watching them. I I like Phoenix. I wish I wish I could do it all over again, and I wish I had money on Phoenix because then yeah. I would be more slightly more engaged. Yeah, Phoenix is definitely more entertaining from a from a well rounded team. And you're right, I had it on last night. I had it on in the background, but I wasn't really. I was kind of just glancing at it here and there. I wasn't really. I wouldn't sit down focused on it. I was doing other stuff. On my, and 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 I just yeah, I never really. Now, mind you, was it two of the game or if not three? Like, there, have we had a close game? The games come down to the last five minutes, really. Well, game one was kind of uh, interesting. Game two, there were moments, but no, and the last night was never really, by the third quarter, it was over. So yeah, no, no game's really been, you know, really in question with, the, with two minutes to go. No, we haven't had anything like that. Um, but that being said, I mean, Giannis has had a couple couple awesome games. His last two games, 40, uh, 40 points in each game, over 40 points in each game. Uh, rebound, he looks, like yesterday, I thought he looked as healthy as, I've seen him since that injury. So from that standpoint, um, I think there's no, they cannot say now when, if they lose this series that, well, Giannis was hurt. Like, I don't think so. You can't put up 40 twice and then say, well, the guy was hurt. Yep. So nope. they're at full strength as far as I can tell. But to your point, like it, uh, men's night. So at the, at the cottage, I think we've, we've mentioned this uh, Friday and Sunday nights are uh, men's tennis nights followed by uh, a bucket full of beers. And I had made a point. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I've already been out to two of them to the end of both times uh i'm going to come home early and watch that and then next thing you know it was nine o'clock i'm like oh shit the game started like i was you know what i mean like i wasn't that dialed in yep. so i got home and watched like the second half yep. yeah so there you go so yeah it's not so far it has not been inspiring however that being said i do think it's going seven really i i i don't i th i think phoenix is a better team just from an all-around standpoint having watched watched games one and two and and, and obviously, obviously last night i think phoenix as a lot of teams do if you go up two nothing you go on the road you're not you're not motivated you're not fired up enough like booker scores 10 points well if booker's going to score 10 points you're not going to win many games um so my gut tells me or my my feelings are that i think we see phoenix in game four here they say okay we don't want to be too all and start the series all over again we're going up we want to go up three one bring it home and try to win it back home i think i my my money will be on phoenix in game four well let's um, let's wait let's let's talk about that in our in our gambling segment because i'm about to make a retirement gambling prediction if i'm wrong about this one that's it i'm wrapping it up career's over well there's no sports until football anyway so you'd be okay no i mean i'm retired i'm gonna retire indefinitely oh yeah An indefinite retirement An right, well, indefinite retirement i'll cancel your room in vegas then a brett Favre like retirement is <laughs> what it will be yeah but i think i think eight like eight and played well last night he got the fourth foul so you, that, that can't hurt him booker 10 points he's not getting another 10 point game chris paul is 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 money is is money there how about the yeah he was solid um i i just think i think that team when they're fighting on when they're when they're fired up to win which they were at home obviously I think they're a better team, and I think they're going to come out in Game Four, hair on fire. And you're going to have to see Milwaukee. You have to see Milwaukee play the top of their game to, to make this series two all. That's my. That's well, my. here's what I'd look at: if Giannis, if if they don't figure out Giannis pretty quickly, uh, they are going to leave themselves open to the other team. You know, the rest of his teammates catching up with them. So Holiday did uh, yesterday finally. 
uh, has a good game, five for 10 from three. Yep. Uh, you know, he looked good. Actually, I thought he played pretty solid defense in that second half on on uh, on Paul. So he steps up. But you know what? They, have, they haven't had a game for Middleton yet. No. He has done, I mean, when I say nothing, I mean, I think he had uh, 18, 18 points last, 18 yeah, last night. Yeah. But but not, I mean, that, that was a quiet 18 behind, you know, it, it was completely overshadowed by everything Giannis was doing and even Holiday was doing. So I here's what I would say. If Giannis continues to that 30 plus point clip and Middleton finds it at all, you know what? I mean, they could easily, they could easily win two or uh, two more games to make this thing go seven. So I, yeah, I, I'm not convinced, but I mean, listen, I think in that Bucks offense, uh, and I still think Budenholzer has to win this finals to, to save his job, but in that Bucks offense, there, there is no rhyme or reason uh, to getting someone going. Right. They're just they're, like, they're not doing anything at any stage differently to say, Hey, we got to get this guy going. It's like, all right, yeah. Milton, yeah. figure the fuck out on your own. Yeah. And totally. They, it's, yeah. It's, they don't adapt. They don't adapt well to the current, the current environment. They don't try to get other players involved. Like it's, it's, if you look, you look down their depth too, like nobody scores more than nobody scored more than 11 points other than the top three guys. Lopez got 11. Well, Portis got 11. And those are, and there's a lot of garbage minutes for these guys last night. Like those three guys score the majority of the points. Giannis Holiday and Middleton and Middleton hasn't hasn't been great, so I just think I think Giannis, I I, I don't he had two, obviously two great games. He went thirteen for seventeen in free throws, which is which is yeah. solid for a guy who's and I don't know he's going to do yeah. that on a consistent basis. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna ride with with a fired up Phoenix team to, to come out and take game four. Uh, and uh, then uh, take uh, game save balls. it, let's take, save it, save it. We'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. Any other? Are there any other? That's the thing. Are there any other even compelling storylines in this finals right now? Like there really isn't much other than the whole Chris Paul getting his first title. Yeah. Is that making the best point guard ever? Which, by the way, I think that's such bullshit. The whole Chris Paul's best point guard if he wins the title. Yep. Come on, that's aggressive. Yeah, I, I, like 16 years and never, never, well, he never got there, did he? In 16 years, so the fact he's he's there and, and has a chance to win, like that, that's a great storyline. Uh, best point guard, not a chance. But I, like Chris Balls, he's not. I don't know. He doesn't seem to be one of these guys that said I, I have to go to the powerhouse. Like he's been traded a lot, but I'm not sure yeah. he really. I'm not sure he really begs to be traded. I think he just teams don't really think he's the best fit for them, and they keep moving him around. So I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm okay he, with that. He's clashed with every coach he's ever had. Yep. Right. That's well documented. This year, he, I mean, he had Monty Williams before in um, in New Orleans when they played there, but they they totally clashed then. Uh, he clashed with Doc. He clashed with, I mean, he's a strong personality. I think we do have to give him credit this year. It's like he took a team that didn't make the playoff. They weren't in the playoffs. And this team is pretty much the same as it was a year ago. Uh, they obviously had that great bubble run. And now they're in the NBA finals. Now, would they be there if, if um, Davis? Yeah, Dave, that's right. Anthony Davis, one of the top seven <laughs> players in the league. Yeah, Anthony yeah, yeah. Davis. Uh, yeah. So, you know, are they are they doing that? I don't know. I mean, they probably lose that series. I mean, they were the after game three, the Lakers were minus 800 to win that series. Right. Minus 800. Can you imagine if we should have, oh my God, if we could have jumped on the Suns then to win it all after game three of that? Oh my God. They would, that would have paid. That would have paid a lot. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that, that shakes out. But I think there, I mean, I think if you look at the course of his history, his stats are, are great, but he had a lot of good teams that they didn't do much with, right? Those Clippers teams were pretty good and they never got to a conference final. Yeah. Right. So, true. If you're that, if you're that type of the best point guard ever, I think you're yep. probably doing you're probably doing more now. Who knows? He's matured. I think he's taking a young team. Gets all the you know if they win, he gets all the credit. I understand that, but I'm just saying that whole best point guard ever just that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, that's pushing it. That's pushing it. That is pushing it. 
All right, before we leave basketball, I'm going to bring up one thing because we missed last week's show and it was going to be a, a topic of mine last week's show was uh, the Clippers. So the Clippers lost and the complete douchebag move that Patrick Beverly pulled on Chris Paul at the end of the, at the end of the game. There's a guy that goes about and chirps people all game long, all series in their face, always barking at him. And at the end of the game, he walks by Paul. Paul says something probably like, see you later, buddy. Enjoy your golf game or, or you're such a douche or whatever. It says something to him. And, <laughs> and the guy turns around and hammers him in the middle of the back. Like that is such, like, if you're going to be, a, if you're going to be a chirper, then you can't retaliate when somebody chirps you back. Like that's just, you're going to do it. You got to take it. You got to take it the other side. And you just imagine, just think, like if he, imagine in that push of, if, cause Paul obviously didn't see it coming and Paul had like, snapped an ankle or, or broke a wrist when he fell down or something like that. Can, can you imagine if that came to that or where Beverly, his team had lost and now he had cheap shotted one of the stars in the other team. So now it limited their chances of winning the next round. That would look so bad on the NBA. So Beverly, what a complete douche move that was. You know what? I feel, and maybe, maybe we talked about it not on the pod. I feel like we talked about this in the pod. Did we not talk about no, that? No, no, we didn't because it happened. Because it was pretty, it was pretty horrific. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and he should have probably been drilled by somebody. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what the 13th guy's got to come off the bench and just yeah. drill him. Uh, yeah. Cause, cause it was horrific. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. But can you imagine, imagine if he were to separate his shoulder doing something yeah. like that. Totally. Uh, totally. Like, the whole series, you're out of the series and now you just made these guys probably lose in the, in the, in the finals because you made a cheap shot at a guy. Um, like he should be, whole, did they ever come up with a fine? I never did follow yeah, up. Yeah. You got fined and one, one game suspension for next year, starting next season. That's it. One game. I know he's a whack job. I know he's, you want him on your team because he's a grinder, but you don't want a guy like that on your team. That's just a, that team of cousins and Beverly. Those that's a whack job team. Well, I'll tell you what, you really are consistent in your, uh, in some of your themes here throughout the year, throughout our year and a half together. You've been very consistent government. You have government issues. You have old people issues and you have Patrick Beverly and, and DeMarcus cousin issues. <laughs> We're all, I know. Yeah, we're good. Not gonna find uh, out. All right. Anything else uh, that's three weeks old that we can talk about? Or nope. do you want to nope. move to something a little more current? We'll move to something more current. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, let's go right into the gambling segment, which is, so we'll tie into what we were talking about here. Uh, so I'm telling you right now, this is it. It's my retirement bet. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to win game four. And they're going to cover the spread, which is today at four points. So I'm making the cut. When that thing goes to four and a half, five, I'm making it right now at four point. Milwaukee will win and cover. But it, we are going back to Phoenix, tied up 2 2. And then I really do think this series could be anyone's game. They win that game with a strong performance. This is anyone's series. But that is my Abby, get ready to put it up. Put it on the, put it on the Instagram board. This is it. Lock, lock of July right here. The July no, lock. No, I think the last July lock was a hundred percent. The Clippers were going to beat the win, win game five against the Suns. I think that was your yeah. last one. That was hundred yeah, percent. That was June. Lock. That, was, that, was, that was my June. I think that was, was a June, June lock. Oh, that was a June. That was a June lock. Late, late end of June. End of June lock. End of June lock. Oh my God! Everything I touched at the end of June was a disaster. <laughs> it was a little disaster. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> You're welcome, Harris English. Um, so. That's what I got there, and I and I do think you could uh, you could uh, right now it's plus two twenty five uh, for the for the series to go seven games. I would bet that too. I really do think it's going seven. 
And well, I, I'm, I am, I am going to be on the Suns in Game Four money line. I don't need the points. Suns are going to come out and win that game, so I'm going to take the the positive juice in the Sun, and I'm going to, I would, I'm going to predict the Suns win in five. That's going to be my uh, my call here. Well, I think you're wrong. Well, I, think you're, I, think, I think you're very wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think you're wrong. So were you? <laughs> I know. I missed. I missed the. Uh, I will be betting uh, player props over uh, Cameron. What's his face? Um, Johnson. Yeah, yeah Johnson. Uh, the last two games, I, I hit his player prop the, the other night, but I forgot. Well, because I was still at men's night last night, so I didn't make any bets for the second <laughs> half. Uh, so I bet his over. Bet his. He's getting tons of minutes. He's good. Uh, it'll, it'll probably be nine and a half tomorrow. You bet that. You bet the player prop there. <laughs> All right. Just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust Did he even start? He isn't even starting, is he? No, I think he's like okay, I think he's second off the bench. I think he's their seventh man. Wow. Yeah, and speaking of which, too, we didn't we really didn't do that justice. That Milwaukee bench. I mean, it's Connaughton. He's the only one getting uh, significant minutes. Uh, Portis right? got some last night. Portis got yeah. He got garbage, little. but they got garbage minutes last night. So yeah, yeah. Last, yeah. So, but I'm telling you, Connaughton, like they're really six deep right now. Yeah, yeah they are. Which is yep. yeah, kind of. Scary. But mind you, Phoenix is seven deep. They're only playing really seven guys, really. So. Uh, I go a little bit deeper, but anyways, yeah. All right. Um, all right speaking of which, uh, actually, this has nothing to do with speaking of which. Let's just go on to the open. The last and oh, I oh god, I, forgot, I wanted to talk about ten, we got to talk about tennis in a second too. Uh, but the last and final golf major is here this weekend, and I was shocked when I looked at some of those odds. We don't have uh, not to make the cut odds yet, but I'm still going to give you the two guys that I will bet when they come out. Uh, tonight, I'm going to parlay not to me, and I'm guessing it's going to give me about an eight to one uh return on my investment. So, uh, but do you have any idea who you like for the open this weekend? Uh, no, I didn't even know what's on this weekend. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'll tell you, <laughs> summer dual drums. This is why the NBA, this is why the NBA can't be in July and August. I think they've realized that now, right? This is like <laughs> people just lose interest in the summer, there's other shit happening, yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you. Why don't you do, do a quick peek, and I'll tell you what. Okay, I, I'll take a look. I can't believe. Can you believe Louis Oosthuizen, who's been in the final group of the last two majors, is thirty-three to one, a former British Open or Open Championship winner? I am putting. I'm going to put a little money on Oosty, at least top five for sure. Yeah, he's been playing well lately too. Oh, sure. I think, well, I think he only plays the majors, but yeah, he's been playing well. Um, so I love that. I just think that's way. And then I'm telling you, here's my sleeper pick. Producer Mike, pay attention to this one. This is the one you want to listen to. Uh, I can't pronounce his name, but it's Bazudenheit. Bazudenheit, the kid from South Africa. So I'm going all South Africa. I'm doing the all South African betting this week. Uh, uh, this kid, I'm telling you, he's 80 to 1. He's good. Uh, and he survived drinking rat poison at the age of two. So uh, you know what? I got a lot of respect for someone who can survive drinking rat poison at two. So he's 80 to 1. I do, I just That's a value play. That's a value play. Uh, and for my not to make the cut, Patrick Reed and Adam Scott. That's what I will be comboing. And I, you know what? I might even throw in Rory to me. I might go, I might three person parlay this one and throw Rory in there because I'm not a believer in Rory. Uh, Reed, I think, is, if you look at his results the last couple of months, they're not great. And Scott, I think Scott's done as far as being a uh, contender. Yeah, a real contender. So, uh, no, you know what? And, these restrictions that are in place over there. It, the course, it's the least favorite course of all these guys, Royal St. George's. Uh, I'm just telling you, I think that I've got a chance to redeem myself here. Hmm. All right. Well, my, my top pick, the one I really like the most is Patrick Reed to, to win the, win the tourney. Well, so, followed by Scott. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'll take him. And then uh, I will ride. I'll try this guy this week. I'm going to try Victor Hovland this week at 26 oh. to one. <laughs> you know what? I've been on the Hovland Express all year. And I'll tell you what, it's paid Jack squat. <laughs> yeah, he, had a, he started the year strong. And then when I got excited about him because I thought he was good, he has not finished the year strong. That's for sure. Oh, my God. He's like, he's a new Tommy Fleetwood. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, everyone's like, he's the, uh, he's the favorite sort of deep, uh, deeper odds pick people talk about, but he's done nothing. He's not shown up at any major yet so far. So you're right. Yeah, you enjoy that bet. I am out on Victor Hovland. I was on him early. <laughs> Uh, all right. What else we got? Um, you tennis. You tennis. We well, I know, that. but not for not for gambling. That's a, this is oh, a yeah. we should have we should have put this in before we got to the gambling segment. But we do need to talk about. So that's it for gambling. That's all we have for gambling. Yeah, uh, we do need to talk about tennis. Um, as Stover pointed out uh, yesterday in a chat, that it's it's mind boggling to think of the fact there are three active players with twenty major championship wins each. Like that is a ridiculous achievement for a sport. Like it's just, it's of course, Marcotte didn't understand. And he asked over, are you talking about tennis or golf? <laughs> and Stover very nicely, I would not have been this nice, but Stover very nicely pointed out. Well, seeing as not one person with 20 majors in golf, he was talking about tennis. <laughs> I said to Mark, I, I texted back and say, Marcotte, that's the most Marcotte thing you have ever said. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I just, I find it incredible. Uh, and, but I, what I also find incredible is I don't think Djokovic is anywhere near done. It's not inconceivable being he gets to 30. He could win 10 more majors. He's 34 years old. He's at the top of his game. He's probably won the U.S. Open, so there's 21. If you give him four more good years, like uh, Federer won his last uh, major at 37. Uh, Rafa, I think, is 37 as well when he won. Uh, actually, he was 36. So he could have four more competitive years, right? 16 more. I mean, 10 out of 16 is a lot, but... I mean, he's won, I think he's won, I think he's won eight of the last 10. Yeah. And, and there mean, is, it's a, incredible. There is a divide to like these, these guys at the top, like, like they, they are noticeably, noticeably better than the rest of the crew out there. Like you watch, you watch the women draw and there's all kinds of women pop into the draw into the semis and, oh, yeah. and the court. Like yeah. it's just people never heard of her all of, all of a sudden showing up, but the men's draw that top two or three guys seem to be strides better than the rest of the crew. Like that just seems to, they seem to have that, that divide in there. Well, I think, well, here's the, here's the scary part. Uh, I think that's about to go away. I don't think anyone fears Federer anymore. I think he's done. He's yep. 40. He's coming yep. off two knee surgeries. He's done. Right. He looked terrible at Wimbledon uh, and the lead up to it. Yep. Uh, and I think no one fears Rafa anywhere, but uh, Paris. Yeah, Red Clay. And I think, uh, I do think um, that Jovic may have, may have finally got over that hurdle too. I mean, he's only got to beat him twice. Um, but I just think like, so I, I think this gap is getting wider and wider. And if you, I'll tell you what it's, I believe his number one, obviously his defense is incredible. He gets to so many balls that he shouldn't get to. And he does something with them. Um, but it's obviously his mental game is a cut above everybody else's because he wins what would appears to be every fucking big point. Right. He just, yep. it's incredible. Yep. And you know, he, he loses that first set after being up five, two yesterday. Uh, and it's like, yeah, all right, well, whatever. There's no way you're taking three sets off me. Like, he yep. just has that mentality. Of, like, that's fine. I mean, I, that, I don't know how that happened, but you're not winning three sets off me yep. in a semifinal match against our, our young Canadian boy. Chapeau. Yeah. Total points. One, uh, Djokovic, one twelve, Chapeau, one Oh two. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was a really good match. And you could make an argument. You could make the argument that, for the majority of the match, Shapo was actually carrying the play. Like you could make that argument. Yep. Uh, 
And as I was talking about with uh, Bobby and Johnny, I mean, it's six points, right? Think about it. if Shapo wins six of those points, they're, they're dead even. And if he wins at meaningful times, I mean, he, he flips a set or two, right? Mm-hmm. It's a totally different ball game, but every time there was a big moment, um, uh, Shapo didn't come through. I mean, he double faulted a couple times on break point, which you just can't fucking do. Yep. Uh, and that's what it was. It was all, it was the only mental day. Like I think Shapo, if he can conquer his mental uh, shortcomings, he's got a real chance to probably win a couple majors, but that is the ultimate difference. And Djokovic, it's just incredible. Like I'm, I am, I hate the guy. I hate cheering for him. Yeah. And that, that's, that's all sports. Like the, the, the difference between the top guy and the next, and the, the next crew is, is the mental toughness and the key, the key points when when you when you have to show up like there was those six points you're talking about were massively key points in yeah. the, in the match and 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 Jokic won them all by just you know what it's five all right now I've held my serve I can break him and and he just wins a few key points in there and the guy who hasn't been there before Shapo hadn't been there before he's like oh my god I'm, I'm getting close and it just yeah. it's not he doesn't have that same now I think Shapo with two or three more years experience now that he's been here. I think he's got the ability to, to 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 go to continue on and not be a, a Eugenie or not be somebody who's, who's a one and done. I think he's he's there for for a while. But uh, yeah, and, and you look at you look at Tiger in uh, in golf. Like he had that yeah. men, he had that mental toughness. Michael Jordan, mental toughness. Like those guys were an upper echelon just the way they mentally approach things. Like they weren't going to lose. I'm not going to lose this. Yeah, and I and I always say like, and I, and I really do believe this. That's right. They they do say I'm I'm, I'm not going to lose, but they also have zero fear of losing. Right, they're yeah. so comfortable in who in their own skin and who they are yep. that if they, if they lose, they're like, "Well, fuck it, I don't care." Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll I'll get you next time, type thing. If it does happen, then I'll get you next time. Like so, yeah, it's incredible. It really is incredible. And I and I do think, if it's not thirty, I think he's going to at least twenty six majors. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see. I, like he's not he's not slowing down anytime soon here, unless he gets a, a big injury. But he's not yeah. slowing down. Anytime yeah. soon at all, or it keeps if he hits more lines, people with tennis balls. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's yeah. not good for your image. It's not good for your image. Well, that's the other thing. Too. I mean, now we're talking about the calendar grand slam. I mean, right. he's probably going to win the calendar. It's only been done, done once before. It really is an incredible achievement. So, yeah. all right, but this is not a tennis pod, so we should probably we should probably move on. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that. Listen, I think that brings us to what drives you. I know you you have a ton. I've only got uh, two. I've only got two now. I've only got two. Yeah, so I, I got I got, my Beverly, have two. I got my Beverly out in the NBA in the VA segment. <laughs> well, let me tell you what you do. You don't even know this yet. You have two, and then you have to respond to one. So it's um uh so you you're gonna be this is a busy segment for you. All right, all right. So this is my first one. Got a listener who's been there, been there for for a long uh been a listener for a long time. One Jeff Nagy, one of our buddy, one of our good buddies out there. Oh um Nagy responds to me last week. And he responds to me because he, he figured this is something that, uh, what did he preface it? What he said, uh, by the way, this is the longest text I've ever sent. And I do feel better about sending it. And I knew you'd appreciate it. So his text, his text to me read, I am so livid right now. I need to rant to someone who will understand my anger. <laughs> I went to Costco at eight o'clock in the morning today. And there were two lines of people waiting to get in the store. One line had 250 people and the other had about 50 people. And an employee directed me to go to, in the line with 50 people. And I asked what the difference between the lines was. She said the big line was for people over 60 who get priority access to the store. She figured it would be about a half an hour before my line of under 60 people would get in the store. A couple of things bearing note. Number one, the people over 60 had an, have had an opportunity to get both doses of vaccine already. 
the people under 60 have not had that opportunity. In other words, the people under 60 are actually at greater risk of contracting COVID at this point. And this guy is a pharmacist, so he kind of knows this stuff. Number two, generally speaking, people over 60 are far less likely to be working on Monday to Friday than people under 60. And based on the people I saw in their line, the average age was closer to 80 than it was to 60. What the hell are these people doing out, the, out of the grocery store on the weekend when people who are keeping the economy going need to get their food? <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> and the third point, every single person in the, in the over 60 line had two people. I'm assuming spouses. Virtually every person in the under 60 line was there as a single. In other words, we, get, we, we were there to get shit done and get out. All the people in the other line are there to walk up and down the aisles, hoping that maybe some free, free, free food samples are allowed again. Needless to say, after observing this garbage, I got back in my car and left. That may be the last time I ever go to a Costco. I apologize for starting here Saturday morning this, but I need to speak to someone who would commiserate and not call me an old person hater. <laughs> well, uh, so can I just, my, my quick reaction to that? Uh, first of all, if Jeff uh, Nagy really exists, because I don't think he does, because I just think that's your pseudonym. I think like, that's your other name that you obviously go by. Uh, you are an old person hater. Uh, that's that's just that's what you. But I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's. But you are. Don't hide from. It. Don't run from it, Jeff. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, he, I Jeff. And the other thing I'd say is you went to the right person. You definitely went to the right person. I really. I must admit, I don't subscribe to this theory of uh, the retired community has to shop Monday through Friday. I just don't, I don't subscribe to it. Why not? Why, why do they like, like that should be, that should be a rule. Should be a rule put in place. Right. Well, let's put it. <laughs> be a rule. Where are we Russia? Uh, I think, uh, I, I think these people still have lives. Uh, I think they're doing shit. I think they're golfing. I think they're making, you know, maybe they're occupying their time in other ways. Maybe that's what they're doing. Well, they golf, don't know that. like you can golf and shop in the same day and do it during the week. No, do I disagree with that. I disagree. Not, not if it's golf. I disagree. Golf is a exhausting all day event. No, you're, I'm not going grocery shopping after I golf. If you're older golfing, you're not pounding eight beers after every day when you when you golf. Not like not like you. Listen, I can tell you that I, the more and more, and I don't like to call them old, the uh, elderly people that I uh, become acquainted. I'm getting more and more hope for my uh, my time in my 60s and 70s. Like you can still do shit. You live in Hilton Head? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to get used to these older people for sure. I know, but I mean, there are people doing, like, I, I met this woman uh, at, at the Hine wedding uh, this weekend, uh, which was a beautiful event. Uh, Danielle Hine, our, um, our, I think our only listener out West, uh, over the uh, female listener over the age of 50, uh, listening to us. I was at her daughter's wedding, which was, um, which was very, very nice. Uh, but I met the Bride, no, not bride. The groom's grandmother. She was eighty-eight. You know, if someone told me she was sixty-eight, I would have believed it. You know, full yeah. life, doing shit. Why? She was as well versed on the tennis as I was. Uh, I just was like, oh, maybe, maybe there's something worth hanging on to till at eighty-eight. You know what? The problem with you being eighty-eight is you're a guy. How many, how many eighty-year-old guys were bouncing around to that party? <laughs> not many. Oh, well, she was. She was not uh, with any. No, she didn't have a date, so she was on her own. Uh, so most, uh, most, most, like we're we're a guy. We're probably pushing. We're we're hoping for sixty eight. Sixty eight is probably. No, it's funny. I tried to start this conversation last night. It didn't take, but I really do think this. This is a whole other pod. Like, what is the criteria for living? Uh, like for actually living, at what age? Like, what do you have to be able to do at a certain age to be go? Yeah, okay, this is still worth it. Like with right. the concept being, if I'm eighty four, and I can't do anything. And I'm falling asleep after you know the, after the tip of a Raptors game. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. You got to travel. You got to be able to travel, and you got to be able to go to 
go to something like go to an event of some sort after that that's, that's it that's, that's my criteria okay. okay i think mine's a little bit more uh, involved but we'll you know we'll save that for another pod we'll save that. Uh, all right you got another one you know well, just to follow up to the old people too i was at, at lunch today i popped out to go to the grocery store Four. I got to buy four items, so I go in, grab the four items. I race to the to the express ticket line, and there's a lady in there. She's probably in her seventies. She the, the it says her that express item one to eight items. She has sixty items in her cart. So I look at her. I say, uh, "This is the express line." She goes, well, "What do you mean?" I go, "That sign right there. It says one to eight items." I said, um, "I'm kind of in a hurry." She goes, "Well, you, you know, I guess you can just go ahead then." I'm like. Okay, so now I'm the bad guy. I'm the, like, the teller's looking there, and she's looking at her, and she's not saying anything. And like that 16 year old kid, it's got to step up, say, "Hey, I'm the one eight item line. Let's go back to the 60 item line." Well, so listen, that's, that was my experience today. As well. I'm all I'm all about employee empowerment, as everyone who's worked for me knows. It's all about employee empowerment. <laughs> I agree. Uh, all right, do you have another one, or are you just gonna use my other one? My other one is is comes back to and I, I think I mentioned this before is, is soccer. Italian. They're watching the Italian soccer team. Football, football, European football. Oh, football. football. Sorry, the football game. And uh, I watched a couple of playoff games, a couple of the playing games, one of the ones that were before the finals here. And I, I just, it just, uh, the sport kills me in the, the guys falling down at the end of the game, acting like they're, they've been shot. And then they bounce right back up after killing about five minutes, the goalie catching the ball, standing up and then falling on his stomach and lying on the ball for 30 seconds before he gets up that the game has to adopt a, a clock, a clock that stops when the ball stops. It, it wow. drives me crazy that the, the amb- ambiguity of the drama at the end of a game is just, uh, it's punishing to watch. Well, listen, there are a lot of flaws with that game. As much as I've learned to like it and actually can watch a whole uh, soccer match or football match, I can actually do that and, and sort of find the, um, uh, sort of get involved in the intricacies of the game. Like I, I do like, but yeah, I agree that those sorts of things, the fake injuries are still beyond ridiculous, but how about this? This is actually, this could be what drives you. How about the throw in on the sidelines, right? Where the guy gets the, the ball goes out of bounds. Let's say at the, at the 20, uh, what, what do they call it? I can't actually, what, what say, they, they, say yard line, 20. Yard yeah. Line, I don't think yeah, whatever, wherever it is. 18 yard box. Yeah. Yeah. The 18 yard box. There you go. Uh, that guy throwing it in will take, 35 yards up the line to then throw the ball in. And no one says anything. The ball went out. You're like, that ball wouldn't go anywhere near where you're throwing the ball in right now. It is. Yeah. The rules are very ambiguous uh, in that sport and they do need to change. And like, uh, I was listening to this on the Simmons podcast too. The other, and he, he made a very good point, which I don't think I even knew, but once you're subbed out, that's it. You can't go back in. That is ridiculous that you cannot rest a player for a couple of minutes, and then send them back yeah. in. Like, yeah. That is, that rule has got to change too. Yeah, why not put fresh legs into the game? Like, that makes it more exciting. Just bring, bring guys in. Let them let them change every whistle. Put guys in, take guys out. Like this whole oh, the guy walks in, the numbers come in, the, and then the guy and then the guy like walks as slow as he can coming off that substitute, yeah. coming off the yeah. field. You're like Jesus, get off the field. Yeah, I know. But you know what? That sport is so steeped in old thinking oh. that they will never like they've barely implemented uh, uh, any type of replay. There's a, there's a little bit of replay they absolutely yeah. necessarily now it's yeah. obviously basketball's gone the other way but um they're so steeped in old ways of thinking and they they so want to be the antithesis of any north american sport yeah so it's just like fuck you right if you think we're doing something we're just going to keep doing it this way uh yeah. yeah which is which is not great but you can't argue with it because billions of people were watching yeah. that yesterday it's right most popular sport by a mile it was yeah. it was the biggest deal of any sporting event at all this year right yeah. so uh yeah but tough uh good thing um italy picked that up because it was tough to end the tennis courts for italy yesterday so it's a good thing they got the 
get the football back. <laughs> I, I would love to know the percentage of Italians watching Wimbledon uh, versus the Euro final. <laughs> well, there are different times. The Wimbledon was. It doesn't early. matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, they would have been drinking all day. There's no. I bet you wasn't even on a TV. I bet the. I bet the seven-hour pregame show was on instead of the uh, the Wimbledon <laughs> final in Italy. But I like that kid, Ber- Berrettini. I do like him. I actually think he's got a future. Yeah, me too. He's a gamer. Yep. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Got that out of me. Got that out of me. I'm good. Okay. Well, well you ready for this one? I am ready. I've been building it up. I'm excited. Uh, well, you you probably won't be very shortly. <laughs> uh, just so I'm going to set the stage here. So uh, Kitch, who um, I've been doing this pod with now for. Uh, almost two years. Uh, he, every year, he comes to my lake, uh, and we let him rent. We let him rent a cottage on the lake, and he comes for for two weeks. Um, and generally speaking, we do a lot of activities together uh, during that time. Uh, but because of the uh, the growth of the sport of tennis on this lake, our uh, usual Friday and Sunday night uh, men's clinics, uh, it's no longer just show up and get in. You're like it's it's a process to get in. They've changed we, yet again. The association, the club, has uh, put a new system in place that none of us like, but it's just the way it works. It's um, awful. It's almost like yeah, winning the lottery. It is. It is terrible. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people of equivalent skill uh, to play at the same times. So you can play it, uh, five, six, or seven on Fridays, or four, five, six on Sundays. That doesn't matter. But you try. But you try a lot, so you get so. All of us are trying to sign up at the same time at the same slot so that we get in there. But I mean, there's 50 guys trying to get in. So there's no rhyme or reason as to, to who's going to get in on what court. So yesterday I made the, uh, I made Kitch aware that for next Sunday, so not yesterday, the following Sunday, we were going to try and get in at four o'clock because uh, one of the guys we play with wants to do four o'clock instead of our, our scheduled five o'clock. So I, I, I send this to him and I send this to him at 3.53 saying, hey, uh, this is what we're doing. And we got some sentence. Here's a response I got at 3.54, and I'm going to read now. <laughs> I just checked 4 p.m. today instead of next Sunday. Oh, wait, no, that's sorry. That, that's, the, that's your that's answer. A, you got to go earlier. Yeah, it, yeah I got to go earlier than that. Yeah, oh, like here, 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 I sent this at, I sent, yeah, I sent this at 3.48. Uh, I sent this at, at uh, 3.47, and here's a response I got at 3.48. Okay? For God's sakes... When could I have signed up? Was waiting till 4 p.m. and just checked and all clinics are full. Can you keep me better informed? <laughs> I read that and thought, what the fuck? You said get a grip. <laughs> you said get a grip. I did. I did respond with get a grip. Uh, because as it turns out, uh, Mr. Kitchen was looking at the current Sunday, not the following Sunday. You couldn't even sign up for those clinics yet. And he's telling me they're all full, which is ridiculous. But the whole idea of, can you keep me better informed? Like, that's what I'm doing up here. It's what I, that's a primary concern of mine is how well is Kitchen informed about how to sign up for tennis next week? That was Perfect. one of the most offside WhatsApp uh, texts I've ever received. I and at the time, it, I it, love it drove typing me, it. I love typing it. It, it drove me great. <laughs> can you keep me better informed? Well, you know, here's the answer. No, I cannot keep you better informed because primarily I don't give a fuck. That's why. Uh, so as it turns out, we're not in the same, uh, as it turns you know, out, we did, we're not in the same you? You were, in the, you were there. Well, like I said, there's 50 guys. I clicked right at the same time as everybody else. Didn't get in. It's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, on my defense, um, we had a tournament at noon at the golf course on Saturday, which parlayed into Steely's uh, patio till about nine 30. And then I got Sue to pick me up. Cause I, okay, I'm done now. I've been going since noon. I get home at nine 30 and Corey's out back. 
and he's by the neighborhood buddy over too, and they decided we're going to purchase the McGregor fight. So that oh, nice. that now went to like one thirty. So I had a good thirteen hour shift in there. I got up the next day for a ten, a golf match at nine a.m. Played that match. I came home. Um, so I was not really sharp that afternoon. So I can but, see how. I can see but how it's happened. not my job to inform you. <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. No. Sure it is. You got to keep me no. informed of everything that's going on. You're you're a member of the club, just like the rest of us. <laughs> Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> I loved it when I said keep you informed. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was a great choice. I read it to the guys last night. They they listen. You're you're not going to be well received this week. <laughs> oh, no, they would have totally they would totally been in agreement with nobody me. is looking forward to you coming. Uh, <laughs> All right, listen, speaking of which, McGregor, quickly. Uh, so you watched the fight. Yeah. What a gruesome, gruesome injury. So he must have snapped it before that. He must have done something before that because it just, like, it, it wasn't a great plant that really, like, there must have been weakened somehow, yeah. He threw a front kick, and um, the Philly Shell-style defense of Dustin Poirier, he puts his elbow down, and he, he kicked in the uh, and hit the middle of his shin right where it snapped. It hit the point of Dustin's elbow when he threw that front kick, and so he compromised it. Then he pushed off of it to throw a punch, and it just completely gave on him, and he stepped back, and bye-bye angle. But can we just all agree? There you go that the Conor McGregor era now is now over. Like it's a it's a joke. It's a farce. Like he's been beat up a lot lately. I hope it's uh, not. I hope it's not over because because he, he he keep getting positive money line on his opponent, and they keep. Yeah, I, know. I was uh, quite content to cash in on the on the guy who fought him. I don't uh, remember his name. Well, uh, listen, if if he's got any smart people around him, he's worth like four hundred million now. There just yeah. makes no sense, and he's clearly not the top of the game. He's never going to be, and he's never going to be a non-headlining player. So yeah. all he's doing is just—I mean, it's it's ridiculous. All he's doing is putting himself in harm's way for shit like this to happen, if not or worse. Right. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I think. I, and listen, I I've become a UFC fan. Like I do like it. I actually I cringe while I watch it, but I watch it the entire time. I'm just trying, like, I don't it's like actually, it's like, it's like a car accident. Yeah, you can't really, look away. You can't look away. Like, and these guys, oh my God, some of the shots these guys take, it's incredible. They stand up. <laughs> so yeah, but I think that we'll just put a bow on that. But I think the McGregor, my opinion is the McGregor era uh, is probably over. And he's such a jackass after too. the stuff he was saying about uh, Poirier and his wife, and he's going to kill him in their sleep. I mean, you just, you're on your, you're on the ground. The guy just <laughs> put you on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, they're not good buddies, those guys. No, I don't think so. Don't think so. Uh, all right, listen, I have a ton. I shouldn't say a ton, but I have, I have a few AOBs here. I got, the, I got uh, one. Yeah. I got one. That's it. Uh, well, I already brought the hind wedding, which I was going to bring that, which again, it really, we got the, the nicest day we had up here all year, uh, all summer. Uh, the wedding was great. The, uh, the DJ, really good DJ. Um, and the speeches were good. The speeches were really good. So it was good. Yeah, DJ was good. with like with people dancing close to each other? Yeah. Yeah, how's, how's that? How's that happening? Don't What's worry, don't, don't worry. There's only, there's only 25 of us. It's fine. Yeah, we're allowed to. Actually, you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter how many there were, but we all had to get tested. Pre, we were everyone there had tested negative. So there you go. How do you like that? Was that a high wedding request? It, it was a requirement. It's required huh? to get in. Yeah, hey, that's a good idea. I like yeah, that. It's a pretty good idea. So there you go. We were safe. Should, should be. I should do that for Saturday. You don't have to. You're good now. <laughs> You're rules change. No rules change on Friday. Oh. That's right. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be, uh, you'll be well within the guidelines. That's fine. So now you're coming now. I am. I will now make an appearance. Yes. Okay. Uh, So that was good. Uh, How about uh, Nigeria beating the USA in a uh, exhibition? uh, Yeah. Basketball. 87. I mean, yeah, not their top team, but a team with uh, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, uh, Damian Lillard probably shouldn't lose too often. 
Probably shouldn't lose that. So I thought that was I thought that was a good. Uh, so actually, make make the. Of course, the Olympics are going to suck with no fans. The Olympics should not be happening, but whatever, that's a whole other story. Uh, but I don't think we ever got a chance to talk about Canada losing a heartbreaker to not get into the um, the Olympics. Yeah, they didn't deserve to win that game, really, but they rally back at the end, and the guy hits the bank shot. So yeah. Down 10. Yeah. Down 10 with 54 seconds left. Yeah, I, know. I know. And then Nick Nurse works his magic. <laughs> and then draws up an awesome play uh, when they were down oh. two. To tie it. The guy's got to make that shot. Yeah. Got to make that shot. Like an eight-footer from the side. Yeah. But I guess the frustrating part is that oh, here we are all of a sudden with the most NBA talent we've ever had, and we still can't fucking qualify for the Olympics. Yeah. Jamal Murray killed us. Yeah, that one hurt. A um, couple of, oh, well, Shea, Shea Gilders, Alexander didn't play. Like, I mean, there's a few. We put our best eight forward. We're probably pretty competitive. But, God, we got to get to that stage. Yeah. Got to get the guys to buy in. Uh, and then, you know what? There, uh, this next uh, AOB, not a sponsor of the show. This is just myself. This is just Dave Barproni. Not, I bought the JBL boombox, boombox two. I think it is. So it's like an old style boombox, the ones you'd put on your shoulder. Except it's all you don't have to put anything in it. It's a, it just has to carry the the Bluetooth uh, technology, which it does, and it is a rocking sound system. You take it anywhere. Like how big is it? Uh, probably a foot and a half long. Um, I don't know, eight inches high. Oh, big speaker. It's a big. So why, like, do you know, So the the Bose the Bose sound systems that they're no. they're as good as those, if not better. Uh, I'd say. Oh, you don't even know what you're talking about. I do. I the, Bo- the Bose Revolve speaker. That's a fantastic well, sound. We'll system. see. We'll see. Well, why don't you bring yours and we'll have a little uh, boombox right. off. We'll boombox just like the eighties. All right. We'll do yeah. that. <laughs> we'll have a little boombox off. Yeah. All right. Look forward to that. Yeah. And we'll be really cool. <laughs> that's all I got. Kids could have come. Say, Look at this cool dance. Well, I'll tell you what. Your shitty ass music. I like my chances. Uh, all right, that's all I got. So the only thing I had AOB because people always I was watching this and I thought I'm going to bring it up to the pod on Amazon Prime. There's a uh, a story on uh, Crystal Palace, the soccer team. Uh, yeah. Good. It's about Good five. Question. It's five shows. It's five uh, one 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 season, five shows, and it's uh, it basically. I won't ruin it, but it just shows how they are almost relegated, like really relegated, like like borderline and almost bankrupt. And uh, these fans buy the team, and these uh, see how see how it worked out for the next twelve months. It's uh, it's good, well 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 worth the watch. Yeah, listen, I'm not ready to do any type of uh, what am I watching segment right now because I'm watching nothing. Uh, I just I finished Mayor of East Town, which is the last real show I've watched. Which is, if you haven't watched that yet, have you watched it? Yeah, Mayor of East Town. Saw it. Yeah, it's good. Great, wasn't it great? It was yep. great. It's yeah. really good, uh, but I I need to get back into it. I hate not having a show. I just love like I Mary's Tindall. I, I I just love the the real the real documentaries. Like I'm 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 more to that. Like that the, the Crystal oh, no, Palace I like, was, it was. I like that too. Yeah. I like that stuff too. Uh, but I just gotta I, it it's bothering me. Like I need to go to bed and watch something before I fall asleep. <laughs> I got nothing right now. I'm just going straight to sleep. I don't like it. It's like probably it. good for you actually because it is like two a.m. Well, I know. I was gonna say not too many early nights at Stony Lake. <laughs> Uh, all right, listen, I think that's it. That's I gotta go. I'm going to play tennis with my son. So I gotta go. Perfect. All right. All right. Kawhi, come back. Actually, maybe maybe Kawhi. Maybe Kawhi comes back now. Maybe right now. Yeah. Never know. Coming home. Yep. Coming home. <laughs> all right. We're on him. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win.